in books and articles and videos and podcast appearances and traveling the country for conferences and to work directly with agencies. Uh, Brian connected with thousands of people to teach them and inspire them, all with the goal of let's take better care of our bodies and reduce injury. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. From the Enchanted Sky Studios in Prescott, Arizona, this is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategies, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Let's get started. The fire EMS community lost a vital member this week. Brian Fast passed away suddenly on Monday. He was just 46. A former paramedic, Brian was well known for his advocacy of first responder fitness. His career was based on teaching injury prevention and safety techniques. He ran Fit Responder, which he founded in 2007, and spoke frequently at EMS conferences around the country. Brian was a prolific author, writing for multiple websites and his blog, as well as four books on fitness and wellness. With me today to remember Brian is Greg Fries, Editor-in-Chief of EMS1.com. Greg, welcome to Code 3. Thanks, Scott, for the welcome and having me on the podcast. Well, it's a sad occasion that we have you on today, but I did want to celebrate Brian's life. So let's start with how you knew him. How did you meet him? I don't recall the exact time that he and I first crossed paths. I think it was either at an EMS World Expo or an EMS Today, the two leading uh, national conferences for EMTs and paramedics were. I'm pretty sure it was our mutual friend, Jamie Davis, the MedicCast podcast host that said, the two of you guys both like to work out and are healthy. You should know each other and you're both paramedics and, and, and you both try to teach and inspire others. And uh, that was the start of a uh, shared uh, interest in sharing our fitness journey, I guess. And then what we also wanted to be teaching or inspiring other EMTs and paramedics and also just becoming colleagues and then friends. Brian had been a paramedic, but not for all that long before he decided to turn his attention toward helping other medics. Yeah, Brian had uh, training and experience in athletic training and uh, for anybody that's worked as an EMT or paramedic, uh, and this was really at the heart of uh, Brian's work, is that it's a very physical job. You have to be an athlete to crouch down and assess a patient or reach over or above for something in the ambulance or to lift a patient off the ground and into the ambulance. Uh, there's an awful lot of lifting and moving. It's really the two things that happen on every patient contact are driving the ambulance and lifting and moving gear and most times the patient. And 
you know, Brian brought to EMS that background in athletic training with also a recognition that we were getting hurt an awful lot on the job, either through exercise that wasn't helping us or lack of exercise. And then in books and articles and videos and podcast appearances and traveling the country for conferences and to work directly with agencies, uh, Brian connected with thousands of people to teach them and inspire them, all with the goal of uh, let's take better care of our bodies and reduce injury. And if we're strong and fit and healthy, we can serve our patients and our communities better. And I think a lot of what he stood for was something that people didn't like to think about before he started pushing for it. The idea that this job, even if you're not breaking down a door to save someone in a fire, can still be physically demanding. Yeah, I think that the idea that we need to be athletes on the job, I think, was antithetical to some that... um, Some people maybe have an approach of, uh, I'm here to treat a patient and then what I do on my off time, whether it's what I eat, how I exercise, that doesn't matter. I'm just going to soldier through it. And then I think that coupled with just some structural barriers to to fitness and even and healthy uh, choices, as well as the work environment that the ambulance is a a cramped and confined space that oftentimes is not optimally laid out for the safe work environment for providers. And crouching down in somebody's living room or in the space between their bed and the wall or on a ditch, a car accident, you know, paramedics are not working in good locations. And so when you already have the deck stacked against you, some people work in, in stations or systems, they're so busy that there's hardly time for a break to eat. And then 12 or longer, 12 hour or longer shifts, the medics are are often in situations where it's the odds are against them. And then if you are not taking good care of your body and preparing it for the demands of the job, your risk of injury and your ability to support yourself and your family is at risk. And I think Brian wasn't just telling us to do push-ups or uh, lift heavy weight. He was telling us to think about the body as a whole system and uh, that all of it together mattered for us and the people we were caring for and also our colleagues, that I am healthy and strong. I'm better able to support my partner when we're out in the field. Now, that's Brian as a professional. Tell me about him personally. What did you need to know about him? Well, first, I'd I'd say, Scott, that Brian obviously had close family and friends. And, you know, our friendship was one like many in EMS established over a long distance and occasional meetings at, at conferences. And I just saw him, for example, in July at the Pinnacle EMS conference. Uh, But some of our EMS colleagues just saw him a few days ago at an event in North Carolina where he was teaching. Uh, And I think that's part of Brian's legacy and then also just the outpouring of support and feelings of loss is because he connected with so many people 
in so many places. Because we both shared an interest in uh, physical fitness and we'd often compare notes about, you know, what, what are you training for? I had a, a period where I was doing quite a bit of marathon running and, and Brian was always interested in how my marathon training was going. And he'd always check like, okay, you're putting in the miles, but are you also doing any strength work or, or making sure that you're building flexibility? And, and then, I, you know, I'd hear about the things that he's doing and so just sharing, I guess, the stories of uh, training. And then uh, his son and, and my kids are of similar ages. So we often have conversations about, oh, you know, what's your son involved in and how's that going? And Brian, uh, of course, like many dads, uh, always willing to talk about his uh, son. It was obvious, like, uh, just the, how much that relationship meant to him. But just uh, one of the things I thought about from our meeting in July was how quickly he pivoted the conversation to hear about my kids. And that meant a lot to me in the moment and still meaningful that, uh, you know, to it's just a great lesson that we can all take pride in our, our own accomplishments and our children's accomplishments, but to uh, pivot off that and say, you know, what about you and what about your children and, and asking questions about them. And I've, I've seen so many people comment over this last uh, 24 hours since Brian's death about how much they admired his ability and willingness to take time to talk to people and, and hear about what was happening in their lives. And maybe it was about their own fitness journey or what they were doing at work. You know, I think it's always harder when someone dies this suddenly and does not have a long period of illness where, frankly, we can be ready for it. That you mentioned that people had just seen him at a conference and now he's gone. And, and I think that's really hard on the people you leave behind when that happens. I agree. You know, Brian, 46 years old. And I think one of the things that's talked to a couple other people about this, that's just hard to wrap my mind around is that anytime I saw Brian, he was the healthiest person in the room and the most fit and conscious about his health. And how is it possible that age 46, we've lost the most fit guy we all knew? And how it happened or, or why it happened, you know, we might not know. And that's why I've been, I guess, so focused in talking to you and the article I wrote about Brian of just thinking about what he accomplished and what he did to impact so many people in EMS. What is Brian's legacy in the EMS industry? I think it's a, a great question, and I think it's probably hard to know. I think the thing that is uh, for certain is that in his writing and his speaking and teaching and the assessments that he conducted, that uh, he he impacted a lot of people personally, probably uh, many more than he ever realized, uh, and people probably drew inspiration from that and and maybe never even told him. I think uh, maybe on a, a more practical level, Brian taught these uh, principles about fitness and being a fit responder and a tactical athlete at agencies across the country and 
I know those agencies save money because they've had less on-the-job injuries and less workers' compensation claims and people have stayed employed longer. I think Brian's been an important part of many conversations about how we train and assess uh, paramedics for the work they do, how we design equipment and the working environment and, and what's realistic expectations for people when we're in, as he often described it, that we're in the first and foremost, the people moving business. And secondarily, some of those people we move get medical treatment. I, I know that's a mind shift that resonated with a lot of people. So, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of facets to Brian's legacy in the industry. And, and then also, you know, there's a huge number of people that he connected with that uh, will remember him and continue to find inspiration uh, from the time they spent with him. No doubt he'll definitely be missed. Greg Freeze, thanks for being with me on Code 3 to remember Brian today. Happy to do it, Scott. Hopefully we'll talk again on another topic under better circumstances, but thanks for all you do uh, hosting Code 3. And we put some more information about Brian and links to some of his articles on our website at code3podcast.com slash teacher. Check it out. All right, that's it. That's all for this somber edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll join me. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.